0: Putting the asthmatic in charismatic. You're listening to Canada's most listened to spiritual talk show.
1: mess with stink postmodern jude no it's
2: good I love it it's a great version of the song man
1: alright folks you're listening to the Drew Marshall show thank you for tuning in we're running out of racetrack and breath and patience and all sorts of things I, I, you know what? I didn't think this through properly. There should have been libations. It's clear to me. Yeah. Why is he tinny? I, can you fix his he'll, tinny? Oh, I'll try. Is he just echoing inside his it's tinny just, head? Just... Can I ask a question before we get rolling, Drew? Yeah, yeah
0: there it is. Is, That's better. is the is the honorarium has the honorarium gone up since the last time I was doubled. on the show? It's doubled. Does that mean nice. you pay for parking are... now? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> there That's is, get crazy. There is easy. <laughs> Sorry.
1: There are beverages to be had afterwards. So, so you'll forget about the parking. Okay. Yeah, that's the whole yeah. idea. That's right. <laughs> Am I still tinny? Uh, no, he's better now. Okay, he's good. better. He's better. Uh, almost at the end of the show, we had a uh, conversation with Devarshi Stephen Hartman, yoga guru extraordinaire, and then we jumped from yoga to Hercules, Kevin Sorbo, on the show today. Uh, and if you missed any of today's show, you can go to our website by the end of the week, and uh, you can listen to the whole gum thing right there. Dad gum, Dang nabbit. <laughs> Son of a monkey spank Do oh, you remember that? No, I okay. don't What's that from? You're, normally it's you saying that kind of stuff And I look at you and, and no. twitch my head My favorite swear words for I, I didn't, didn't.
2: Those weren't swear words No, my, sorry My favorite
1: euphemisms or whatever oh, Well, that's better whatever Are from Johnny Dangerously <laughs> Okay uh, Folks, uh, you're listening to the Drew Marshall Pop call, that's right A couple of buddies are here in studio uh, Three of them, actually And uh, we we're going to <laughs> Three
2: two, buddies and Tim
1: and we're going to talk about uh, three topics, but I want to introduce everybody who is here in the studio. We want to start with the gentleman with the hardest last name who seems to have a rolling tick in his chair, Nathan C- Colquitlam, Col- no, Col- that was good Col, Col-, Col-, play. Col- what,
2: just no, what going. you said, keep what going. was it, what was it,
1: the Q is silent.
2: The Q is silent, it's just Colhoun. Colhoun. Yeah, you could take out half the letters and it'll sound the same. Then do it. That's a good point. <laughs> Yep, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go from here, and I've got a new path.
1: Nathan is the uh, one of the big cheeses, not to be confused with Jesus at Storyboard Solutions. No, so to we, be confused, too, much to be very yes, confused. Yes. Yeah, actually, uh, he anyway. walks on the
2: virtual water. Yeah.
1: There's so the Storyboard Solutions gang. This is a little time for a bit of a plug right now, uh, Nathan. Do um, I do the plug or do you? I want to. No, I wouldn't let him do <laughs> no, it. no, was. I'm not good at plugging. Look at my head. Ah. what do you guys actually do Uh, do you design websites do you help people with social media do you own a beer store yeah what do you do do? actually
2: we do all those things Storyboard's a marketing company I started 10 years ago Uh, we make websites and films and strategic planning and then a group of us started a brewery four years ago so we also um, are a big part of a brewery in Sarnia, Ontario what's the brewery
1: called? Refined Fool Brewing Company Refined Fool that's it sounds very spiritual it is very much so but you're you're. Are you not also like a an elder or a pastor or? What, what yeah. Are you?
2: When I when I started uh, the marketing company, I also started a church in Sarnia called right. the Story. Um, so I, people would call me a pastor, I guess. Um, most of my critics don't like to call me a pastor. Or say yeah, I'm critics. a really say I'm a really bad pastor. Uh, so I've avoided that term. Um, but I you know I help people when I can.
1: You help people when you can Nice So <laughs> spiritual growth may accidentally occur as a result of going to your church That's, that's yes That should be your slogan yeah. Accidentally
2: <laughs> A church for people who want to maybe accidentally grow yeah.
1: spiritually Oh, you almost stole the meeting House almost. Uh, thing <laughs> So storyboard solutions uh, Let's say I've got money and I want to um, have an online presence I spend it with you? Yeah, just give me your money and I'll make yeah. <laughs> sure that uh, people know you better
2: well, what do you do? Like, we just we do all sorts of things. We basically help people communicate uh, who they are to a broad audience and the audience that they're looking to speak to. So, uh, and that might be through design, it might be through film, it might be through just putting your words together better than uh, you do on your own, and we can do it for you. Taking pictures. Wow, you really! I, didn't, I had no imagine, idea. You know, we'll this imagine, imagine what things. they could do for the Drew
1: Marshall show. No, it's don't true. even, don't even. You've think got, about you've it. You've got budget. Think about it. Have yeah. you seen his website? <laughs> it. <laughs> Stop it! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it so needs. I need. It just needs a little oven. Is what it needs. What is the number one mistake people do with social media these days? Um, think that they need it. Okay, They don't need when, it.
2: Um. I, don't, I wouldn't say they need it. I just think people think that they need it and then they start a Facebook page and then they think that they've solved it. But I think that they uh, just don't understand that social media just needs to be an extension of their organization or of who they are. Um, and they need to be natural on there and stop trying so hard. Um, so I think they think they need it in the wrong ways. So we try to help people just kind of extend who they are to the audience is that they want to reach.
1: One, uh, one of the best pieces of advice you gave me uh, a long time ago was – Facebook and Twitter are not places for you to store uh, your content. You want Facebook and Twitter. Maybe you didn't say it this way, but this is how I interpret it. Jeez. You want Facebook and Twitter to to um, to sort of like be announcement boards to steer people towards your page. Yeah, I like where to you own your own content. You
2: want to own your own content, and so if you write you know a a beautiful poem Uh, don't just post it on Facebook post it on your website and link to it from Facebook so you're driving people to your own place where you can actually manage your analytics and you know interact with people and see who's coming and then just direct people there so social media should get people to you and not
1: be you Nathan also helped me uh, come from the world of uh, the Brady Bunch into Google Drive Oh, I did basically what yeah. you did yeah. you know, like I had, no, I had no clue. I was yeah, I was like remoting in on your computers
2: and there had all these Outlook files everywhere. Stop. It was a nightmare. It was really Stop bad. It. I didn't sleep that week. No. <laughs> you kept threatening me. There were so many threats. Listen, if I can't
1: find this one email from my mother, you'll lose my mind. Yeah, way to bring up my dead mother. Nice. Sorry. Well done. So Nathan Koff. Oh, what was it C- again? Calhoun? Calhoun. Why do you sound all spacey? Oh, Fix because, that, will you? Oh, I can't win with you. All right. Uh, we're going to get back to you a little bit later as well, because part of you being here is um, the fact that you have been uh, a beautiful human being to the Drew Marshall Show, and we want to be beautiful back to you. Well, I'm a little nervous of what that means. <laughs> <laughs> cuddling. We all? Okay. Okay. It's a cuddling that's thing, fine. that's what it is. David, why are you going in your wallet right now? If it was any of your business, Drew, I'd tell you. All right, okay. All right. Okay, let me introduce everybody. You've just heard from uh, Nathan Calhoun. Is that right? Not bad. A little too much A there at the
2: beginning. It's more O. Calhoun? Calhoun. That's better. Thanks.
0: (laughs) Wow, I can't believe how much airtime we've spent okay. on his I know,
1: name. I like it though. It's, I, it's, it's, it's My grandfather. Just, it's called branding. Yeah. Uh, Although we yeah. should be branding storyboard solutions.
2: NathanCalhoun.com. <laughs> <you go>. Tim, you.
1: <laughs> how how have you survived it. for so many years? With uh, this. It's, it. Gonna, oh, you sound good. I'm gonna. Start my own beer company. You sound better. Can you fix <laughs> David now?
0: I'm still tinny, apparently.
1: No, he's better. Just keep your Okay, this is good. Is Kevin good? Pauls is also in the studio. Hey, uh, Kevin. Kevin, this is your first time here on the Drew Marshall Show. It's nice the first to see time
3: you. I have been allowed to uh, wow, participate. Interesting. I
1: want to hear the story behind that. <laughs> Are you like full time Huntley guy now? Because you're on there I all am. the time. I've heard.
3: I am. We since uh, <laughs> since January, since January, I've so been do, doing do all the music. Do you sing and, every day? I uh, had been. Uh, we've trying to get more and more new artists in there, and and some uh, featured artists, and changing it up. But we've we've kind of brought we brought music back to Huntley Street. It had been off there for a number of years, and for a number of different reasons. And we just felt I I felt it needed to be back there. We sat down and talked with the leadership, and they said, yeah, we need to. We need to bring music back to the TV show, and and so we've done that. Good for you, man. So yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it.
1: Um, it. Big changes over there. They're 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 steering the ship. You know, look a big outfit like uh, Huntley and CTS. In order to change directions, it's like steering the Titanic. It, re- you, you, it you really, it really is. That analogy all the time, but I'm I am i am how do I say this without being phony? Um, good for them. Uh- <laughs> Well, I'll tell you,
3: you know what I, I loved? I, I, I sang there for a, an anniversary, for uh, a birthday for David back in August. It was his
1: 80th birthday. There's a guy I hate liking. <laughs> David well, Maines. He,
3: it's hard not to like that man. I wish I could hate him. You just can't. He's, just a, he's This an inc- is
1: not going as well as I thought it was. He's an incredibly
3: kind person. But the thing I loved is is they've had a lot of change over the last number of years. But yeah. they brought Lorna Duick in. And yeah. Lorna was trained by David and and she just kind of has this passion that David had to get something started and yeah. so it's infectious and i i thought if she's in charge and i want to be yeah she's great she knows what
1: she's doing um all right and finally uh, hold on i gotta read this david peck i think is the last name peck david peck com. david peck live.com. uh david uh, tell us about the uh, next conference you're doing and the last conference you did because you're Mr. Conference
0: Well, actually, you know what I'd much rather talk about if it's first of all. How do you pronounce your last name,
1: Marshall? Oh, is
0: that right? Yeah. And could you spell that, could you spell that for me, Drew? Is that this, two M's? The Q is silent. Is that, the <laughs> Q is silent. There's too, much, there's too much A at the beginning. Nice. So what's we the
1: done. next conference you're doing?
0: I would rather talk about my podcast. Can we talk about that, my last interview and my next interview? I try hard to just <laughs> give <laughs> a little and credit. And this is yeah. your show because yeah. why? Yeah. yeah. What, tell you us gotta, about your p-
1: podcast.
0: Davidpecklive.com. Uh, you can check out. We're coming up on 300 interviews. Uh, been focusing a lot on on filmmakers and producers of late. Uh, real social justice theme. It's 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 gr- it's growing. It's really cool. It's kind of interesting what Nathan said about social media and about the idea of you know pointing people to your site. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's been really cool. I, I've been really really blessed in a way to to ed- welcomed into these people's lives. So we do about forty minute interviews, post every Wednesday, and uh, pretty excited that within the next few months we'll be celebrating three hundred. Interviews. Are you kidding? Last, yeah, 300 interviews. And, you, and in fact, you were like interview 74 or something.
1: It took you that long to find me?
0: Something like that, yeah. I can't remember. But uh, that was that was good
1: radio, Drew. You, we had a, it was good. It was I enjoyed good. That. It was. You're a yeah. good interview. You really are. Well, thanks, that's man. Obviously, that's why uh, when I have to go away on a Saturday, I reach out to you. You have indeed. Yeah,
0: oh. and I thank you for that. And the honorarium was pretty much, you
1: know, on very On par very with generous. what it is. I mean, I'm consistent. Very generous. Right? Yeah, you are
0: consistent, okay. yeah.
1: Guys, let's get into the pub crawl. Here we go. Our very first topic. What are the top dumbest things to say at a funeral? Have you ever encountered this yourself? Have you said it yourself? Have you caught yourself saying, like, I want to read you a list of things that I think are pretty dopey things to say. And I want to credit Hemet, the friendly atheist who's been on our show before. He posted these comments and also shared in his blog a sign uh, someone actually posted at the entrance of the funeral home. And basically it asked the visitors to not say certain things because it wasn't a God family. So don't come in and say this kind of. You know, he's in a better place stuff Because as far as the athe- the dead atheist in the casket He ain't going nowhere That's it, done So, here are the things David's got to take a picture Let's all <laughs> smile for the, for the selfie Hi, get your head in there, uh, everybody Okay, there we do you go you want me to fill this space while we're No, here we go <laughs> <laughs> uh, Number one, God only gives you what you can handle By the way, uh, David and everyone Because he's having a hard time paying attention <laughs> I want you to tell me like which one you, which one do you think is the worst? God only knows what you can handle. Number two, it's all part of God's plan. Oh, that my child was hit by a car and is dead. Okay. Number Mm -hmm. three, everything happens for a reason. Hmm. Okay. So tell me about the grand suffering and the fact that medication couldn't help while my uncle was rotting of cancer for six months in a bed. He's one of God's special little angels now. That's Someone deserves a drop kick if they say that. He's at peace now. He's in a better place. He's looking down from heaven. He was too perfect for this world. God called him home. He's in my prayers, which is too late. That doesn't make sense. And now you have a guardian angel. Which one of those just drives you the most bonkerist? Nathan? I love them
2: all. I use every one of them you when do I go. not. <laughs> I... Uh, well, I like the angel ones quite a bit. I think
1: that they're um, really... Theologically inaccurate? Yeah, well, I just think they're really rude. <laughs> like, so if my little girl is, dies and and I, and I someone says, well, oh, she's an angel now, you think that's rude? Well, yeah, because you call them an angel when they're not dead. So
2: to call them that after... This is the thing. So my mom died last year, and um, I heard every one of these, actually, about my mother. Um, but I was in a room full of christians and like her brother is a pastor and he's you know preaching hell and brimstone from the pulpit and stuff and everyone's coming up to me saying all these like in this order probably like they just kind of line up and they give <laughs> you they the saw tell- that sign. Yeah, yeah they, they tell mean. you that's like oh those are really good things to say because you know everyone's awkward in the line yeah. they, they need yeah. to say something um and i realized that they're not even saying it to like try to calm you down or anything they're just saying it because they bl- actually believe all these things that's so, what i'm saying yeah it's they're all horrible. They're brutal. But they're, they make a lot of sense for them, like a ton uh, do of you, sense. Hey,
0: Nathan, do you think they actually believe them or do you think a lot of people just don't know what to say when somebody dies? And so we have these aphorisms. We have these cliches to supposedly make you feel better, to supposedly make the community feel better. But in truth, we don't, we don't spend enough time talking about death. Yeah, no, talk, that's, a, that's a big issue. Let's talk about it a little bit more. And, then, and what I want to do – I hate them all. But number three is probably my least
1: favorite. Number everything three, happens everything for, happens for a reason. That's that's one of mine as well.
0: You know, philosophically, theologically, there's so many reasons why that one just is full of holes. But how about just listening? How about silence? I'm so sorry. An embrace and a quit. warm handshake and eye-to-eye contact and then move on. Grab a breath mint and move on. Yeah. You know, and then come back later maybe and engage into a deeper conversation.
1: Okay, I want to ask Kevin Pauls, have you ever gone to a funeral and even thought for a second that maybe you shouldn't say anything that references life after death because you don't know what the people believe? So why would you jump to that conclusion?
3: Yeah, I've, I've been been to many funerals where you're really not sure and in fact most of the time you are sure that what the way i believe life after death is not happening in this situation right and and really we're there just to we're there just to, to love on the people that we care about we're going there to support and we we use a lot of these phrases and it just causes more concern more frustration more division Whatever happened to just shutting up and going in and hugging them and just say, I love you? And,
1: and you know we, what? You, know? you bring up another point, and it's the holy hug. Uh, we need to talk about the amount of uh, sexual assault that goes on <laughs> in the Christian community because there are a lot of people that do not want to be hugged. And there is a lot of huggy pants going on in the, in the, in the Jesus scene. Is that what and, they call it? Huggy pants? It, <laughs> yes, huggy pants. It's, well, it's huggy, a, huggy bear, yeah, huggy pants. You see, was he from Starsky and Yeah, Starsky and yeah, The Christian version? <laughs> so... When it comes to thinking about the spiritual situation that you're walking into on, at a funeral, has that ever crossed your mind, David? That you're walking in and going, "Okay, the, I I don't know where things are at, so why would I use phraseology that would assume that they think the way I think?"
0: Maybe there was a time when that happened for me, but I think I I did my best to kick this out of my thinking and my language years ago. So that I mean, death is the great leveler. It doesn't matter what belief system you stand on. It atheist, Buddhist, uh, Muslim, Christian. It doesn't matter. We're we're all heading there at yeah. one point. Yeah. So so I think if we, I mean, it makes us profoundly human. So what what's the most human thing I can do at a funeral? I can be there. I can be fully present. I can I can make eye contact. I can smile. Maybe even crack a few jokes mm-hmm. if they're appropriate. Bring some laughter. Oh, some if they're humanity, appropriate, right? you know, yeah. if appropriate. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, no, that's that's what I've tried to do. And I have a my wife uh, helps with that, Elizabeth. You know, so we come in and 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 try to I don't know just meet people people on a, on, a, on a relational, real, authentic human level, and that's not always easy to do. But these I'll tell you what these things build walls up, man. They don't yeah. break them. They don't break
3: them down. But we yeah. often we often it comes back to a, a deep misinterpretation of our role as Christians in the world. We're, our role is not to save the universe. That's, that's the role of God, mm-hmm. you know. We sometimes take or that Kirk on. Cameron. Or <laughs> Kirk Cameron. One of the two. Doing well. One yeah. of the two. But, you know, I, so if you actually think your role is to, you know, pontificate and make everyone saved, you're going to walk in and say a bunch of these things and build walls without even trying to. So you know?
2: here's a question because this is the problem I find myself in is what happens when it is a room full of Christians and you don't believe it, but everybody in the room— is believing it and they're saying it to each other because it is actually bringing a kind of comfort to that room full of people. Like, is it our role to, like, pop their bu- no. bubble and be no. like, ah, actually, no. they're in the dirt? Yeah,
1: no. In Why? Other, in other words, should atheists be knobs at Christians' funerals?
2: Um, knobs, but also, like, like how... Like, what is the role of the individual of, like, sucking up their personal their, their beliefs agenda, their in beliefs. order yeah. to, like... Yeah. W- and And then what is the goal? Is it to just like make them feel okay like in that moment to say yeah whatever you believe is fine just like believe that thing because it's making you feel good yeah. right now um, T- timing's critical right secret of comedy is timing sure probably yeah, not sure not a good idea and to- comedy
1: and death are so they're yeah, married right they're, 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 they're siblings absolutely- you, uh, david you mentioned earlier about the fact that we suck at talking about death and I think this is also a big part of this conversation. A friend of mine named Linda Stewart, S-T-U-A-R-T, is a celebrant and has... Oh, sure, he knows how to spell and pronounce her name. <laughs> yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, she ahead. is pro- Listen, if I die, call her and get her to do my funeral. She is phenomenal at this stuff. And because she is just so authentic and real and... and but she also runs these things uh, called death cafes, hmm. where you go to a big meeting room area. One of them is at the big cemetery in Toronto that people run through with the trees, the beautiful park, and I don't know what it's called. One of the oldest cemeteries mm-hmm. in Toronto. Anybody know what it's called? Mm-hmm. Um, and they sit. you sit around at tables, and you, talk, you just talk about death. You just talk about death. It's huge. And it's not just macabre, uh, you know, uh, what are those, gothic uh, people with piercings talking about <laughs> death. You know, those kids with piercings. It's all sorts of people who just want to talk about death. And I think that the awkwardness in these scenarios is what uh, breeds these kind of stupid comments, number one. Number two, I think not thinking, and Nathan, to your point, not thinking about things from the other person's position. So whenever I'm at a funeral, I just talked to someone the other day who who's, uh, whose relative is dying, and I said, look, I don't want you to explain to me everything that you've just explained to everybody on the phone for the last week. Um, Just answer this question. Quick scaling question. One to ten. How you doing? Boom. That's it. All right. I suck at uh, baking. I don't know how to fix cars. I'm not going to write you a a love note or anything. I want to help. I don't know what I can do, but I can move stuff. I can lift anything. Immediately they said, yeah, we actually need to move a bed. Uh, So can you help with that? What can I do? It, you know, obviously you're you're covered if there's anything, you know, that whole thing that sounds come, can be like platitude. But to, to go on about s- s- being so certain about life after well, death, Drew, does that help them? Drew,
0: aren't you talking about authenticity at this point? I, I, guess can, so, yeah. I, I can't do anything, but I can lift stuff. So I, I'm, I'm willing. I, I don't know
1: how I can help you. I don't know what to say, yeah. but I'm here for you. Basically is what yeah. you've just said. And right? as, a, and as a, hop, a hospital chaplain, uh, quite often I'll say that at the bedside. I'm a, a hospital tablet. Yeah, can you imagine that? <laughs> yeah. I need to see your that CV. Is, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Me, scary. Yeah, whoopee cushions in the, the, the side <laughs> that's of right. bed, maybe. Do you do balloon balloon animals? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Do you? Yeah. No, but I'll say to them, look, this situation sucks. Oh my goodness. I just I and I'm I don't know what to say. I will say that so often, and you'll see the person physically exhale. You'll just see them go, oh, they're not coming in with it as this arrogant air of spiritual certainty. They're struggling with us. I don't th- I think we think that you said this earlier Kevin that we're spo- our jobs are supposed to be right? Cuz that's what comforts people is certainty. I'm not sure that's what comforts people. I think it's presence, as you said David. Be fully present. What is does
0: yeah. pa- your favorite uh, guy in the world say? Uh, Paul Young. Uh, live in the grace of one day. How do you how do you find that? How do you how do you explore that in the context of a funeral? When whether you're Christian or non Christian or whatever, right? How how do you actually meet folks on a uh, human loving level? Yeah.
2: Well, they're not gonna remember your words, they're gonna remember that you were there. The present, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like individually, I think I get it. Like that I can have a conversation with somebody and meet them, comfort them. But more often than not, I'm getting asked to like lead a funeral. And I'm recognizing, you know, there's two or three hundred people in the room and everyone's on a, a vastly different uh, way of understanding what yep. is going on right now. Yep. And I have a really hard time trying to find a the right words the to say that I'm not offending one group or the other group and just being able to be like a powerful, meaningful moment for everybody in the room without getting too Christian, without getting too atheist, without getting too skeptical or optimistic. Like it's this really tough spot to be when uh, you're not just like looking someone in the eye and giving them a hug and moving a bed, but you're actually trying to like, like lead a liturgy for a
1: broad range of spirituality. What I have learned doing funerals and I love, there's two things I love more than anything else is doing weddings and doing funerals. Um, not good at the at the at the briss uh, service. I'm not, <laughs> not, not, I'm not into that. <clears throat> I always get cut off too soon. So, anybody? No. Okay. Uh, you just do but, two sermons, like one for that group, one for that group. Yeah. Then- <laughs> but the funerals, I would say what you just said. That's what I would say at a funeral service.
2: So the honesty,
1: even yes. that I don't know what to say. Yeah, <laughs> so, like like we'll look at this room. There. How many yep. people have different views of life after death? And and then talk. And then eventually or inevitably, you, you you what comes to the top in all this? Out of respect, is what did the what was the person all about? What were the what's the deceased? Where were their beliefs? And mm-hmm. and uh, and maybe some of you dug what this person believed. Maybe some of you didn't. Anyway, but yeah. that that whole admitting, dude. Like it's that's good. a this is a tough room. You don't want to treat it like a comedy <laughs> show, but yeah. But yeah.
3: you know what? We have to know that questions lead to relationships. And pretending that we have the answers. That's
1: pretty Say division. <laughs> again, Mr. Right. Deep, right? Come on, just so,
3: lead to relationships. How are you going to know how the, this person's mom or cousin
1: felt, if you don't ask. I thought you were shallow. <laughs> <laughs> that's just on the outside. That was so good. <laughs> I like that. All right, well, I think we've uh, killed that topic. Let's move on to the Boosh. next one, uh, if you don't mind. Again, everything about, happens for a reason. What I love
0: about coming uh, on the show, you, Drew, is yeah. that we get to really, really work through an issue and no, go really we don't. deep No, to peel back for that. those layers. We don't if there's, there's a, a hint that's what of I love deep, deep we run away. It's the discourse, that. right?
1: Let's keep going. You are listening to, what is this again? The Drew Drew Marshall show, and uh, we are streaming live at drewmarshall.ca. We're on the MyJoy Radio app, and iTunes, and Google Play, and across the GTA on AM 1250 Joy Radio. A topic number two here in the pub crawl, and by the way, just want to remind everybody that in studio with us is David Peck, davidpecklive.com, Kevin Pauls, kevinpauls.com, and Nathan Colhoun. NathanColhoun.com. Just make it easy. No, StoryboardSolutions.com is exactly where you want to go because nobody knows how to spell your name. That's true. StoryboardSolutions.com. Second topic for the pub crawl. An Indian man visiting Toronto was charged with practicing witchcraft, extortion, and fraud of over $5,000. He claimed he could expel evil spirits and that he, quote, solves love, marriage, health, business, money, and court problems. So my question in this, and Tim, you know exactly where my brain is going on this one. Shouldn't some charismatic Pentecostal prosperity doctrine churches also be charged with practicing witchcraft, distortion, and can, fraud? Can I ask a question before we go into that?
0: How is it possible he charged this guy $101,000 to remove evil spirits? Why $101,000? Couldn't we just round it off at hundred k? Yeah. You know, like, isn't that a lot of money to get rid of evil spirits? I think there was spirits?
3: some mileage that was thrown in there. Was into mileage, that.
0: And dolls. And uh, dolls. Yeah, it was
1: charged with that. $101,000. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, of course. Let's start off the, this whole uh, segment with really. You can still get charged for practicing witchcraft. How, like, how many of your brains blew apart on that one, Nathan? Is that did not that, that just go what what? Yeah,
2: because everything seems like witchcraft now. <laughs> like, right. Oh, so
1: <laughs> you mean it's society? Just, it's, it's acceptable yeah. now. I was like,
2: every book, every book I read, I look at it on the shelf is like it's solving all these problems, and, and yeah, and, oh, right, right. it all seems like witchcraft. So <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. I, I was surprised. Yes, I was very surprised.
1: I was I was baffled. I just could not believe that there was still actually a law on the books. I mean, it just flashed us back to Salem, did it? He not? solves yeah.
0: love, marriage, health, business, money, and court problems. <laughs> <He's Yeah. laughs> How, yeah. How odd? His own. except his old? Is he a lawyer? Yeah. That is so funny.
1: <laughs> so uh, uh, look, obviously, uh, there's a bit of cheek in this in this question, but if you think about it, is that not the same kind of stuff that some of these churches are promising? That that uh, if you uh, buy into the way we sell Jesus, your issues with love, marriage, health, business, money, even your court problems <laughs> will be taken care of so what distinguishes him between
3: uh, what distinguishes him between another another church like how how is in in the sight of the law, what is causing him to be
1: yeah, uh, why in was, trouble
3: yeah. and why is somebody that's pontificating craziness in a church i yeah. assume it's a price you know, tag
2: it, if there is a cost to his services whether
1: you show up sure and, churches are more subtle about the yeah, cost I they know. call it an offering
2: right and then just make you feel really guilty to put something in there in yeah. order to right. receive it which is a lot different than like giving someone a receipt oh no you get a tax receipt yeah. It's good. Yeah, yes, yep, yeah it's good. think
1: it through. Think it through. Yep. The government doesn't want to lose the tax. <laughs> so, okay, um, the the real person that should have been charged was the idiot who paid $101,000. Like, is there Fair not, a, is there not a, a law in the books for being an idiot? You're an idiot. You go to prison. It's, come <laughs> there on. There should that. be. You're the chaplain, you would know? Right? <laughs> yes. yes. I've said that to many people in their deathbed. He's such an idiot. So we're not really talking about
0: witchcraft here. We're talking about fraud. We're He's, talking about he fraud. He extorted money. And, yep. and, and I think anyone who claims to have any kind of, I don't know, position in the world and says, I can do this, and then doesn't deliver and takes your money and, and deceives you and lies to you, Christian, non-Christian, whatever, mm-hmm. I don't care who you are, mm-hmm. deserves to be charged and go to jail, I don't know, but 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 certainly to be brought before the, the, the letter of the law, whatever that means.
1: So why uh, hasn't there been more hmm, um, aggressive um, attacks on certain churches? You know, there was one not too long ago. The Prayer Palace was in the news in the Toronto Star about these sorts of things, Uh, But there are certainly many other uh, other churches out there, and I've sat in them and and listened to the nonsense and the rubbish from a sociological point of view. I sat there and studied it and judged. I I find I have the spiritual gift of judgment, and it increases. Discernment. It's the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) So... I don't know yeah, I mean I, other than the cheekiness of the question itself, is there anything else below this other than yeah the freedom of religion the, the oh, way that's,
2: we that's the saving grace well, then this... why is this
1: guy in prison because that's a religion
2: paganism no, is a religion
1: The fraud is in, for sure. the, yeah. it's the fraud, yeah
3: well, but I think I... the difference you've got you've got these people in pulpits all over the world that that are are pontificating a certain way of living. My concern is I think some of them are doing it fraudulently, and I think some of them are doing it because they just have poor theology. Mm-hmm. And I think there is a difference, and I don't know how you prove it. Yeah, I, think, p- I think there are some that, that sell holy water, and they actually truly believe it. And I think some go, I think I can milk everybody for everything. And I don't know how you prove it. And I think that's where the difference is. This guy, they could probably prove fraud to this guy. Yeah. How do you prove fraud? How do you say this guy doesn't mm-hmm. really buy it?
1: Well, the next time one of these happy clappy churches puts uh, puts Joe Cripple up on stage and says he used to be this and now he's this and uh, does and that
0: really still happen? I mean, mm-hmm. I know in the in the eighties, in the late seventies, and the eighties, it was huge. You know, the whole Ernst Stangley thing. Put yeah. your hand up on the TV and You remember Peter Popoff, for sure. kind out of sure. loud, the guy he's with still the ear going. green Hank, He's still, he's going, still going. going. He's still right. He's still selling no stuff. Amazing Randy, a magician, yep. uh, spent a great deal of time the exposing. Had him the on the show. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Oh. cool. cool. Cool, yeah. Spent a great deal of time exposing him and and others, you know, but not just faith healers, but going after people of that ilk, you know, who are clearly, again, Drew, trying to defraud people out of money, it seems to me.
1: You know, I've not uh, won many fans with these uh, sorts of comments, but the best thing for um, the Catholic Church and the Prosperity Doctrine Pentecostal Charismatic Churches would be for them to be sued into the ground and to to go bankrupt, because then— would, uh, I think at that point they you could you could begin to see some spiritual restoration when you're sitting on that. When when money so is that, a,
0: is, that a, is that a comment about corruption or about finances or both? Both,
1: it's yeah, it really is. I mean, there's a there's a few scriptures, correct me if I'm wrong, spiritual people, but there's a few scriptures that talk about if you're going to dance with money, be careful because it can burn you, and the way it burns mm. you is you just lose the way, like. I mean it's uh, really
2: God or money like so the church is definitely trying that dance and they fail every time Th- that's like the distinction Th- that's the binary that Jesus made was there's God and then there's money and then the churches think that they can play the money game as a lot with all their fundraisers you know, and their salaries yeah, and their it's, they think it's they have really really strange and that's why I always find it it's it's really odd that um Christians would even get mad that people are being defrauded out of money because, like, we don't even find our value in money, really. We're not supposed to, but that's like the only thing that will actually make us angry. Oh, don't take my money. Yeah. My money is the most important thing. And it's really odd that money is the only thing that's making us all, like, get hot and bothered about spiritual issues. Like, it's not the fact that this might have been a a guy who, you know, was poor and was, you know, the vulnerable part of the population that now his life has fallen apart. It's just, oh, his bank account's a little bit less now. (laughs) It's you true. just schooled us. <laughs> no, yeah. I, think yeah, I think we're all on true. the same page. I, don't know.
3: I think that's, that's powerful because money money speaks volumes. Doom, and doom, all of a sudden people doom, get on edge. You can you can spiritually manipulate me, but do not take my money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Has uh, anyone
0: for... you know ever been to a funeral where they
1: charge you to get in? Uh... Oh. No, but uh, let's growing, let's, growing, up, in the funeral, gro- growing <laughs> up in the funeral <laughs> this business.
0: Is, this is we're onto something here. Yeah, capitalist. You're, <laughs> you're yeah. the
1: chaplain. Let's, <laughs> let's, <laughs> that's going to be the thing all day. Well, you're the chaplain. Uh, growing up in the funeral home, I stood at the door and opened the door for people coming, leaving, coming, going, whatever. At the funeral, and uh, I remember being there one time, and and as I let people out, uh, whoever died was part of the Legion, and there were three Legion guys outside saying goodbye to people and saying, "Here's your beer and liquor tickets. We'll see you at the see at the here's your free beer and liquor ticket. Thanks for coming. Here's your free beer and liquor ticket. Thanks for coming. That's great. I thought I should have signed yeah, up. At for least that. they were willing to celebrate. <laughs> yes, exactly. Into our last topic, Elise. Are you still awake in the corner over there? She's fading. Look at her. It's that seven butter tart she had. Can
0: you research something for us? <laughs>
1: yeah. Can you? Can you? Re- I don't Google. know. Uh, definition of chaplain. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. And there Bruce's better not be a photo of Drew Marshall there. Drew's <laughs> picture Drew shows up. <laughs> yeah. All right, listen, I know this is going to be a, a hot button for you, Mr. Uh, Give-A-Rip-About-Politics, David Peck, but I don't. But I still want to know the answer to this question. Brad Trost, a Saskatchewan MP who wants to be the next leader of the Federal Conservative Party of Canada, does not believe that climate change is threatening the planet. Trump! Is against same-sex marriage. Trump! Is anti-abortion and opposes transgender rights. Trump! Trump! Uh, he does not have a shot at this. Does he not have a shot? Do you think he has a shot? I mean, I want to go right to you, David. David. Does this guy have a shot at becoming the progressive conservative party leader of Canada?
0: I don't know enough about him to really answer that question. If wisely, anyone, if anyone
1: thinks that stuff,
0: I've watched. I've watched him on on uh, YouTube. I watched him on today the come, on, the on the YouTube <laughs> on the Google, and um, I, I hope not. I hope not, but I. But but when you look at the stats and you look at the the similarities between American evangelicals and Canadian evangelicals, I mean, still very much social conservatives. Uh, uh, when you when you start looking at the numbers, so uh, and yet we seem to like to think we're we're way on the outside, right? We're on that outside of that 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 uh, subculture, that mm-hmm. that real evangelical edge, that 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 doesn't speak to what's really
1: going on in the world. And that was right? a good imitation of Porky yeah. Pig, by yeah. the way. Oh, was it really?
0: <laughs> nice. Well, I, I was raised on Porky Pig, Daffy Duck, and Bugs Bunny Man, and Marvin the who Martian. Was,
1: who was the lady that wrote the book on Stephen Harper and, and about how uh, the evangelicals really didn't play into his whole world even though he was an evangelical in other words evangelicals don't have the power in Canada the way they have in the states you remember that book at all David I, I, I no, don't I
0: remember, actually huh? no I don't but but I think it's interesting that as Harper in his last few years he started to distance himself he as did. well right yeah. from his yeah. apparent evangelical roots yeah so it's yeah no it's, and I don't I don't think we can really say we're a mirror of what's going on in the US but there's definitely some connections there
1: Kevin do you think that well let me just start with the basic question do you think that Christians vote consistently Conservative because they're morally conservative.
3: Yeah, I, I, I'm very troubled by um, a lot of my evangelical friends and the way they lean politically because w- we, we seem to lose we, we lose sight of the issues. We go for one or two major issues regardless of the rest of the jargon. Abortion
1: and gays, abortion and gays, abortion and gays.
3: And it's like those two matter more than anything else we don't care how we look after the poor we don't care how we we try to make our country fair and we don't even understand that we're a democracy that the bible doesn't get to trump everything and hmm.
1: that's troubling interesting it's an interesting use of the word trump <laughs> yeah, that's, um, yeah that's true i never thought of that nathan well do your conservative friend do you have conservative friends because you seem like a, is you seem pretty like a conservative. You're Sarnia like a hipster beard
2: guy, right? So yeah, I'm from Sarnia, though. So okay, yeah.
1: Do I have what about them, though? What do you want? What know your about beard? Them? Oh That's... no, you're conser- You have conservative friends. Yeah. Would they be go- voting conservative because they're morally conservative because they're Jesus people?
2: No, they're politically conservative. the ones that are my friends, so uh, the moral issues are kind of behind them now. So,
1: but okay, then if they're if they're politically conservative. Would they vote for someone like this? No.
2: No. No. This guy sounds like an idiot. I was reading about him before, uh, just before, and he's just saying things that don't make any sense anymore. He's just like repeating the same. It sounds, sounds like Trump, really. I was say, that like he really just familiar. sort of like yeah. makes shit up on the spot. Oh, can I say? No. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. God. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> really? That dawned on you yeah. now? <laughs> uh, Happened. Nice. Did, did you get where, the... Where are you from? Sarnia. Yeah, Sarnia. Sarnia. Yes. Sarnia, morally conservative. Right. How does a chap situation like <laughs> yes. this? I own a brewery too. Uh, yeah. um,
1: What's your love language? Milk that one. Yeah.
2: No, I, but I have no idea. I don't have my thumb on the pulse of politics in Canada if people are actually going to vote for this guy or not. Yeah. I hope not.
1: Well, I, I think... Okay, so I guess the final question on all this, this whole thing is are we actually at a point in time now where... Where uh, Christians will actually vote uh, liberal? Uh, is that is that? It seems like an infantile question, David. Did I ask that in an, in an ignorant way? Because I fully I admit I know jack about the political scene. I don't get political guests on the show. I maybe had three: uh, Stephen Harper, um, Hazel McCallion, and somebody else. Somebody else. <laughs> yeah. So, my, so what do you think? Um,
0: so what was the question
1: again? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what the question was. Yeah. Will, are we at a point in time where Christians will – are now not voting just voting voting morally basically yes. is, is yeah.
0: I again I hope not I mean I, and, and, and actually I hope I think to to agree with my distinguished guests here uh, is that I hope I'm agreeing with them is let's let's define what moral actually means let's talk about poverty let's talk about the environment let's talk about climate change let's talk about war let's talk about our judicial system and our criminal how we handle uh, 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 criminal justice and what what, what what does justice actually mean then I'm okay with talking about morality. If we can start bringing all those other things in, it, but good. if it's just a divisive kind of, let's talk about these two issues. Yeah. That you know, what's what's the line um, about about getting stuck on one issue and then
3: not being able to be convinced otherwise? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
0: that's kind of where we're at. But that happens on every side, it seems to me.
3: But we also right? need to get the Bible out of our argument. The, the, rest, of, the rest of the people How vote. can
1: you say that, Kevin Pauls?
3: <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the people don't hold the Who Bible to the same esteem that... I would as a Christian. Right. So if I want something that I believe is is morally out of the Bible and that's the way I want to live, I need to find an argument to bring it into
1: the mainstream. If David Maines was dead, he'd be rolling in his grave <laughs> that you just said that. Because the Bible should be part of – like, look, David was one of the first guys to bring the Bible into every political argument. Was he not? I think.
3: I think he did. But but there's there's a difference. Now the climate is changing. We need to stop saying – don't do this because the Bible says so. We're in a completely different uh, political climate. We need to say, "Don't do this because here's why it's bad for society."
1: Right. So do the work, do the math, and let it make sense, not just because. Right. It's like our parents when we ask them why we can't do something, they say because. Because. That's what we sounded like. That's what it's the true. Jesus people sounded like in uh, in, the, in the political arena over so many years. Actually, get a brain. Speaking of. Uh, of uh, political arenas and, and people that have, have made a splash in that arena from a, a Jesus point of view. Where's Charles McVitie these days? He's not as loud as he used to be. Is he still alive? Is he around? Did you know if he died? Can I you have, Google that? Can you
0: Google that? Can you the Google, Google that?
1: His name is Charles? Dead Charles. Yeah, McBeady. (laughs) And type in dead or alive. (laughs) Okay? Have you you ever
0: had him on on as a guest? Who? Have you ever had him on as a guest?
1: I had him on the phone once, I think. Yeah, and very. Did it was he very hang up on you. No, or? no, no, no. That
0: was uh, my introduction to him was on on I think CFTO. They were doing kind of an either or sequence, and it was about Harry Potter, and he was railing against, against the Mo- witchcraft yeah. of oh, Harry right, Potter. Right, right, yeah, 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 many moons ago. So of when
1: I when I had him on the show, he, he dialed down his, his his rhetoric. Right, he was very um, uh, cordial and and lovely, and and yeah. I just, you know, I. I it's the squeaky wheel gets the grease, I guess, right? And, and he was good at being The like problem loud. is
0: we've become uh, the whole uh, – we, we're, we're defining ourselves on these issues, it seems to me, right? And so it's, it's, it's positive. It's, pol- it's the polarization of almost every issue, right? And so, so can we – what I would have liked to have talked about today too is the, the – the, 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 let's send some missiles into Syria. Let's act, but not, let's not let Syrians into our country. Right, the mm-hmm. contradiction of that of what's going on in the U.S. They're going to have to now. Trump is going to have to. The U.S. are going to have to deal with the refugee and the newcomer uh, crisis in in the country. So we're going to act, sort of, but we're only going to go so far with it. Right? Yeah. We're only going to take the conversation so far. And and I don't know why Kendall Jenner wasn't on the list of things. To talk I'm about saying, today. come on, so you're, not pe- person, you're not the first person. you not the <laughs> first person who said that love. to
1: me. <laughs> you know why she is not on? Because I made a vow. Uh, not only a vow. Not silenced, to drink Pepsi. Uh, but a vow of not talking about that family, period. Oh, really? Who is it? It's the
2: Thank girl. you. I actually have no idea oh, who it I was. Oh, I care was, about you so much Pepsi, right now. It was a Pepsi girl.
1: That's all I know about right. And now. Michael Jackson's hair caught on fire during the commercial. Oh, what? Oh, really? Yeah. That's great. Michael, Remember
0: that? Michael I who? do.
1: Remember the joke? One oh, burned no. for Pepsi, the other burned for Coke. Oh, oh, no. That's just horrible. Who says that kind of stuff live on the air? You sure. do. <laughs> All right, well, listen, those are our topics uh, for today. Uh, Just before we say goodbye, uh, David, again, uh, you just did something interesting with uh, Buddy's speaker guy, um, (laughs) fisherman, uh, friend of Paul Young. Uh, He's got a weird name. Oh, Baxter Kruger. Thank you. Yeah, who wrote a, a book called "Freddie's uh, Younger a, he's Brother"? He's a, a
0: theologian from Mississippi. He yeah. he has written a book called "The Shack Revisited," uh, which is uh, pretty relevant. Uh, we just yeah, we just did a series of videos actually with him nice. that he's uh, putting together for a online course introducing Trinitarian thinking to the world. It's pretty cool. Nice. It's going to go global. He he thinks he thinks it's going to be bigger than the microchip. So stay tuned.
1: Good, good. Uh, Nathan, thank you for being here again. storyboardsolutions.com dot com is where you want to go uh, to learn about his spiritual gifts. Uh, Nathan, uh, I've learned about them all today. Yeah. 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 yeah, no, it was really good to have you. Thank you for hanging. Thanks there. for I having it, man. Yep. And uh, David Peck, buddy. Um, Thanks, man. You're Thank you. you're. Oh, sorry, I said David Peck. I meant Kevin Pauls. <laughs> I don't care about David Peck anymore. We're past <laughs> that. Kevin. Can you stop bugging me now? You're on the show. Are we? Can we just stop? <laughs> We're good, man. We're good. It's all I care about. <laughs> Kevin Pauls on the Drew Marshall Show. Check him out on Huntley Street. Go to his website. Buy his music. He does have a killer voice. Killer voice. KevinPauls.com. KevinPauls.com. Folks, thanks for tuning in. That was the Drew Marshall Show. Special thank you to Elise the intern and Tim the Tool and Jessica the intern and Jay the intern and... Like the uh, trinity of interns here in the dorm. Oh, that's
2: sacrilegious. That I'm swearing like a